Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah! Definitely some disgust. Rose, and I think a little fear. Ah! But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host Brian Plofsky and I'm all revved up with no place to go. I may be a dead ringer for love, but as a wasted youth, rock and roll dreams come through. Objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are, but then again, I'm not allowed to love, so two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Who needs the young but love and death and an American guitar are making love out of nothing at all. In the land of the pig, the butcher is king. But heaven can wait for paradise by the dashboard light. So I would do anything for love, but I won't do... Wait, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> Joining us today are the usual bats out of hell who took the words right out of my mouth when they were out of the frying pan and into the fire, including Kevin... What part of my body hurts the most, Jager? <laughs> it changes every day. <laughs> Kimberly, our game master, an unofficial babysitter for the hour for crying out loud. Oh. <laughs> and with us today is a dancer and choreographer who has worked with Kylie Minogue and Rita Ora and was in The Bodyguard, the musical in Germany. Oh, yeah. Currently, she's working on the production of Bat at a Hell at City Center. Let's give a big, broad, wasted welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Zena Gosto. You're ready for this? Welcome! Wow, that was something. Yeah, well, that's all the time we have. Thanks, and good night. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We know that your opening night was last night. So, cheers, congratulations. Yay! How did it go? 
Um, it was a great show, actually. Yeah. The energy, they were so hyper last night. And we had to do a fight call before we start the show. Because sure. there's some, like, choreographed fights and yeah, yeah. Pa- um, you know, uh, traffic and issue- issues like we have to sort out. So... Everyone was just absolutely hyper. It was like everyone was, you know, drunk or something already. <laughs> probably, they probably bloody were. <laughs> Those kids these days, you know. Um, so, yeah. let's talk about the show. So you were with it at the Dominion, correct? Yes, so yeah. what did you do there, bringing it here? Can you talk about that process? Of course. So I was part of um, the show at the Dominion Theatre, which, and my role was the resident choreographer. Mm-hmm. And it was basically uh, my job to keep everyone in line and sure. to... And make sure that the show was... My dad says, what does he say? I like to run a, a tight ship, not a shite tip. <laughs> so, uh, that's what I'm trying to, to do with the show, really. And that, and that was uh, such an experience. And the Dominion is a massive theatre. Oh, it's, it's almost as big as City Centre, I think. Mm-hmm. They're completely different um, venues, but it, it, they have the same about the same capacity. So it's a, a massive audience every sure. night. Um, and yeah, it was just a great experience. The, the, the UK audience are a bit more reserved. I can imagine. Oh, yeah. you know, I bet. oh yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see it. You know, the show now in front of an American audience compared to what it was like in front of an, a British audience. Sure. And it is quite different. Loud. It makes it. It's way louder. People are, people are not afraid to to laugh and to enjoy mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. sing along and. You know, and sometimes I'd be in the theatre and the ushers that were in the theatre in London and Dominion would be like telling people, could you please sit down? Could you please stop singing? Everybody <laughs> <laughs> like, just want to come and walk out. And they're like, could you just not? Yeah, you know? <laughs> now, I, know, I know that Brian had mentioned in the beginning that you had done a show in Germany as well. Mm-hmm. Can you compare like the audiences now from like America and like oh, the yeah. London audience to German audiences? The Germans? They need roller skates. <laughs> they live for roller skates. <laughs> David Hasselhoff on roller skates oh, would like yeah. literally kill them. Yeah. <laughs> they do love a little bit of uh, Starlight Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, they are a funny lot, you know. Yeah. Because, well, in Germany, they don't have one spot where all the shows go to. The shows are in, like, Hamburg or Stuttgart or Berlin or Cologne. Mm-hmm. So the people travel to those cities to for see the shows. That show. Yeah, instead cool. of, like, everyone coming to one place, they go to all these different places. So, um, and the audiences are, they're, 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 not similar to a British audience, but one thing that did strike me, which I thought was really strange, is that they clap on the one and three, right? So we're in the finale, we're doing the curtain call, yeah. mm-hmm. and everyone's, you know, we're clapping, and us on stage are going one, two, three, yeah. four, to get them clapping, and they're going one, two, three, and like, four. <laughs> I don't like this. And so I, it's like I, an echo back and forth between the so This is making me so uncomfortable. <laughs> and wherever you go in Germany, they clap on the one and the three. Really? That, it's really weird. <laughs> it feels oh my so God, weird. Hey. I know. What? And you're doing like they couldn't even follow us. They were yeah. just. It could just be a Broadway's to game yeah. trying to clap <laughs> one and three. I'll just play different songs and we'll try. Just try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. No, I hate all of that. It That's... made you. Yeah, it just made you twitch. You know, yeah. like on stage twitch. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? And they couldn't like. Because I've been in an audience where it starts that way, like one person is right. off, and then they will adjust. Oh, right, right. We'll I mean, they're German. They like what they're, they, you know, they're <laughs> yeah. saying in their lane. All they want to do and they do it very well, you know? they yep. very strong yeah. one and three there. They make a choice and they go for it. Exactly. Wrong so, and strong. <laughs> bringing it here and, and choreographing it for this stage, what was that like for you, kind of? Had you done right. it outside of the Dominion and... and 
and what was it like bringing it to a new stage, a new space? Hmm. So, so the Dominion Theatre, as we've said, is a massive stage. Mm-hmm. Like it's so big, and the set there is ginormous. Like there's a there was a pool um, oh, on wow. stage where the quick change happens underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, there was lots of flames. We had bats that came out of like that went right into Hell. the auditorium. And then we had this cu- big car that on hydraulics would go down into the orchestra pit. I mean, it was ap- it was just like a spectacle. Sure. And what we've had to do for this show was we've basically made a touring version of the show. You can't tour that kind of show with a swimming pool, fire everywhere, and <laughs> right. bats that go into the audience, and a car that goes into the orchestra, but it doesn't mm, work. Okay. Can you imagine listing that off to a theatre right. trying to book? <laughs> you have a pool on stage, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can close for a month to rebuild yeah. before we get there for a night. Great. <laughs> weirdest thing to then have to come up with all these solutions on how do we solve those mm-hmm. gaps now and what do we do and what the choices sure. are we making and obviously the stage is a lot smaller because that's been made to be dismantled every every couple of weeks or whatever a couple of nights and be put in a truck and go to the next place so it's a lot smaller the cast are, we've cut about uh, 10 people out of oh, the wow. cast so that was quite um, a challenge because when we got into the rehearsal room I've got one version of it in my head sure. You know, and it's so in my body, and I'm like, okay. But for me, I think that's super exciting because you just get to re-fi- re-refine, re- like fix things, change things that needed to be changed yeah. that always kind of needed to be done in London, yeah. and now sure. it's the opportunity to do it. And the director, Jay Shai, thought exactly the same. It was an opportunity to just, like, let's make this an even better version so it's yeah. not just a copycat. Totally. Um, so, yeah, there was lots of changes. Like, whole, whole, like, Land of the Pig got cut as well. There was a big... That was crazy. There was a big cage that came down and there was like dummies that were flown in so people mm-hmm. thought they were like hanging bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they real? They're like, no, they're just dummies. You dummy. So yeah, we had to cut a lot of things, yeah, yeah. shave things down. And But what I think it's done is you know, it's sort of honed in, you sort of focus more on the characters now. Whereas before it was like, you get so distracted by all the fire and the the car and the pool and everything that's happening that now it's like, okay, well, we don't have those things and we really do hone in on the amazing, we focus on the singing and the and the, and the acting of, of sure. the characters. Cool. That's really um, cool. Skipping around a little bit, um, so is there anything, as a choreographer, mm-hmm. is there anything, is there something you remember from your youth or, or, or uh, a number that was choreographed that like really stands out to you and you kind of pull that into all of your work? Oh, that's a really... Deep question. While you think about that, <laughs> what are you drinking? Oh, yeah, what are you drinking? <laughs> we talked about what we're drinking so much before we started recording. <laughs> it's true. That was a big conversation. Yeah, so right? very in depth. Um, <laughs> so I thought it would be fun, and I brought a organic, <laughs> non gluten, or gluten free, it says on the bottle. <laughs> um, no GMO, and there's something else fancy on it. Uh, no preservative. Earthwise lemonade. Yes, because most lemonade is made with a nutritional uh, substance we like to call a sourdough starter, which does have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like what? What kind of lemonade what has gluten? What that? is the gluten product? I took it out. Um, so yeah, so we bought that, and uh, I am pairing it with the jalapeno tanteo tequila. So it's great. No, the habanero. So it's super spicy, but like the lemonade cuts it, and it's like it's fantastic. It's a great uh, faux margarita. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking. I put whiskey in mine. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, I didn't see you, you do that. You didn't notice that mine is much darker than yours. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't going to bring it up because I was like, oh, no. 
<laughs> Looks a bit suspicious. A whiskey yeah. lemonade. I think that's a thing, right? Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah. Anything's yeah. a thing if you put it in a <laughs> <That's menu. true. laughs> like, Yes, it is now. I feel like I used to drink this in college. Does I mean, that sound like a non drink? Yeah, lemonade definitely. is never a thing as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, anything goes these days. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. To be fair, not all whiskeys are gluten-free. Truth. I also was really upset when I found out that red wine is actually, like, vegans can't have red wine because it has egg white in it. Really? Yes. It's not vegan. And I see all these vegans <gasps> drinking red wine. I'm like, uh, uh, There's uh. egg white and red wine? Yeah. I knew that there were, like, I vegan wines, I but I didn't know why. Why? That's why. I mean, that's good for getting right? swollen if there's egg whites in it. Uh, yes, I don't Kevin. know that it's a protein shake now. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to do a protein shake after workout. Just a bottle of red wine. Kevin goes to the gym and he chugs a bottle of wine after and he's like, I'm good to go. Working out's amazing. It's the best pre-workout yeah. shake exactly. ever. Oh, pre-workout for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, But back to you. Right. Okay, on that note. Yeah. Um... You well, didn't escape this question. Right. Well, I don't know if there was like a particular thing that I saw, but I was really heavily influenced by my brother. Sure. Because uh, my brother, I grew up my brother having cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. And so he's been in a wheelchair, but he's older than me. So that's all I knew growing up. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't really know. I saw my cousin uh, do some like modern tap, modern dance and tap dance and ballet and point things. And I thought, oh, I'd quite like to try that. Um, and I sort of found my own dance. I found the, the nearest dance school to me. I had to go mm-hmm. through the Yellow Pages. Do you guys have the Yellow Pages? Yeah. 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 You used to, you know, back, yeah, in, the, exactly. yeah, back yeah, yeah. in the day. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I found the nearest dance school, and, and I sort of went there. And, and I think it was the fact that I'd sort of grown up with my brother who sure. isn't able to, to move or walk, and then I was suddenly, like, free to, like, move to music. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was... It felt like really alien but like so right at the same time and the dance teacher was like oh have you done this before or like is this your like have you been to dance class I was like no never it's my first class she's like oh okay well you need to come back and just took to it really well and and my brother's always been an inspiration to me and he he still is today he's my number one fan Mm -hmm. but it's it's it I just I always have the mentality of I'm like well if you've got the opportunity if you've got two two working arms two working legs and you've got an opportunity, like, go for it and grab it. And mm-hmm. because I know what it's like firsthand to see someone who doesn't have those opportunities or sure. have that ability. So that's always been my thing when it comes to being a physical person mm-hmm. um, and what sort of pushes me to want to, like, inspire more people to yeah. be happy with their bodies and move and be confident on stage. I love all that part of being a photographer, yeah. actually. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's really... Um, so growing up, did you were you did you watch a lot of movie musicals? Do you remember seeing your first musical? The first musical that I saw, I think, was Mamma Mia. Um, oh I, yeah, yeah. And my family are not um, theater goers. Like sure. even still, they're like, I'm, I'm doing this great show. Do you want to come see it? They're uh, like, Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I've just choreographed the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, Okay, you know. And they're they're happy for me, obviously. But they're they're just they don't they're not theater. They don't really go to theater. Yeah, so sure, I, sure. I actually worked as an usher when I was about seventeen at a theater and saw um, Mamma Mia, and sure. I was like. Oh, that looks really fun. Yeah. Um, but prior to that, I had seen Cats, mm-hmm. and personally, mm-hmm. I thought I'll never do musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when Cats oh. is people's first musical because they have such like yeah. different reactions. I think it shapes you actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it does. Because when you see it as a child, you are either like terrified or like. 
those are cats. Yeah. <laughs> I was the latter. I was like, those are cats. This all makes sense. They're cats. I understand that. I get it. They're cats. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Um, I have a question. So you had mentioned how like the set changed from uh, when it was over in London to when it came here. Now... Uh, when you're choreographing a show, do you get like a copy of the set? Like, do they like make sure you fully understand what you're going into when you first start planning, or is that something you find out like when you're just starting rehearsals? Um, no, you absolutely do get. Um, you're involved in the development of the stage design, um, and uh, when that's been a bit more solidified between the director and the set designer and the relative people that control all the money, mm-hmm. then they'll then then I get to see, like, okay, this is what I'm working with, and that then shapes what you're going to make, you know? It shapes what kind of vibe the show is as well. And uh, and then together with the director, you sort of piece together, okay, in this number, we want to say this, and in this number, this part of the story is happening, so this is what we need to get across for that. Um, and and then the, I think the set, set design is so, so intrinsic into mm-hmm. any show, isn't it? And... Mm-hmm can really like make, take you into another world so that's really important to, to totally. be able to be part of that early stages of that development because you know we're all that and that's what the beauty of making you of making you know showbiz and all because sure. you, it's a collaboration between you everybody. just did jazz hands on <laughs> <laughs> I, did. I did oh my goodness I did oh, 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 oh. what's happening to me <laughs> now, now once like you know what the set design is and all of that and you know like what you're working with as far as like the size of the cast, things like that. Like, what is your process? Do you, because some choreographers we had on the show have talked about, like, they develop it on themselves, they develop it on other dancers. Like, what's your process trying to build, like, your language for the show? I like to work with who I've got, right? Because, you, like, sometimes you can go in and watch a show and, mm-hmm. and it's, and I just think you've got to work with the cast you've got so that, that obviously, I, I have quite a high standard of what I expect of people mm-hmm. when I'm working with them. And, I like to hold them to that. So sure. whatever the task is, I'll always set the bar high. But I think, um, you know, if, you've, if you're if you making really complex choreography on people that aren't actually designed or their brains aren't, like, wired like that, mm-hmm. is it going to benefit the show, you know? Sure. And, and I think it's quite important to... to to, I, I like to make it with who with the people I have in the room. Um, I like to do it. My, I'm very hands-on. I like to li- I literally manhandle people in the rehearsal room. Mm-hmm. I, I saw I, clo- I clocked a video of me the other day, and I couldn't help but laughing because it's a video of me in the rehearsal room, and I am literally like, okay, like grabbing the people's shoulders. You turn this way, stand, or I'm pushing them. You go over that way, and then I get the other person like, okay, you put your left hand up like this, and mm-hmm. I put their left up where exactly where I want it to be. So I'm like really, really hands-on. Um, and I like to be able to, if I can do it myself, then I can explain it to other people. Sure. So I like to, you know, work with who I've got in the room. Um, and it's nice to bounce ideas off of an associate. That's always great, you yeah. know. Um, and But I personally like to have the movement in my body. Um, and then I can really, like, delve into giving that to to whoever I need to, like yeah. explaining it, demonstrating it, put, physically putting them in the positions that I need right. them to be in. Sure. Um, and I just, I couldn't help but chuckle at that like, video. I thought, God, I really... No <laughs> 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 one's like offended by me being so like, go here, do this, and do that. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm sure, because like with dancers... Well, like, they do. Yeah, they, they're yeah. like, yes, now I feel it. Like, right. It's yeah. like the language of the body. Well, so communicating it. with yeah. like language and touching makes sense. Yeah, and it's quite interesting. In, the, in this particular cast... <laughs> Um, I have about two or three of them that are like dancers, you know, and they've come from a dance background. Yeah, sure. And this is such a dance-heavy show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically I have 
screamed and molded and pushed and pulled and shoved and like guided and coached and cuddled and done whatever <laughs> I could do to get them to where they needed to be for the show. Sure. And something that they like in their drunken state last night at the opening <laughs> party would be like, You've changed me. You've turned me into a dancer. I'm yeah. So <laughs> and I was like, this is like Xena boot camp. There's no movers in the Xena world. Even the casting directors were like, God, we didn't know any of them could dance. It was like, they couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you just go, you're welcome. <laughs> but now they can. And they look amazing. Yeah. You know? And even they're like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing half this stuff. Oh my God, I just picture like a reality sh show for you. It's like Xena, dance maker. And it's just like you take people who can't oh dance God. and you have like two weeks to work with them and then they're like a star. Do a show. I, I imagine like the opening that. credits, like yes. an assembly line of people. Yes. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the show was made on MTV? Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh my god, you would be their main coach? Yes, like the main coach would actually dance at the end for their whole school. Oh my god, yes. That's so good. We're pitching it now. Yes. Okay. Well, on that note, let's play a game. Yay! I'm going to make a new drink while you explain this game. Me too. Sure. Did I make a name for this game? We can just call it Bat Out of Hell or something else. Oh! Because I have created so or something else because I have three different piles of paper with three different words that will arrange themselves to a title something like Bad Out of Hell. Oh, okay. You know, something like Brian into Heaven. Right. <laughs> okay. Got That'll it. be a close call, but... <laughs> Each. Really that like that. that. That's tickled you, didn't it? That tickled you. Tequila is good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin, do you want to start? So grab one from each pile. Okay. And it'll give you a title of your new musical. Okay. Are and there three piles? There are three. Okay. And that's not a pile? This is a pile for a new game. Okay, Different cool. Game. One of each. Yes. It should become clear which order they should go in. Sure. And then just, uh, you know, give me a brief synopsis of what that musical might be about. Okay. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> okay, the musical is called Mouse Next to the Inferno. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. so um, this musical is kind of like, do you remember that movie Ben and Me? That was like the mouse yes. that knew Ben oh Franklin? Yes. yes. It's like Wait. that, but a mouse and Satan. <laughs> and so, oh my God. <laughs> so he's like a mouse that lives right next to like the opening into hell. And so, okay. like, Satan sometimes comes out and they, like, have this, like, lovely kind of, like, Winnie the Pooh and, like, piglet relationship. Sure. So, do we know, if it's from the mouse's perspective... The mouse does not know that it's Satan. Do the, oh. Does the audience know that it's Satan? They, it's, like, the twist that they learn, like, right before the end of Act 1. Oh. So it's, like, because they don't know you why know, he keeps going I out. love nothing more than a good Act 1 twist. Right, so we think that he might be death, yeah. but we realize he's, like, the dark side of death. So he's, like, Satan mm. taking people to a bad place, like, so he's collecting bad souls. So, right. like, the whole thing is that, like, the mouse keeps, like... This, the like dark Satan character, like human, because he has this like so lovely beautiful. connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like the mouse kind of like shows him like they have this great relationship, but then it kind of ends like the fox and the hound, where like <laughs> oh, no. they're best friends, they but like anything to they end can't, like fox and the hound. they can't like really be friends because like 
the mouse is too good and like he so then like the good side of death ends up coming to get the mouse when he's young or old and he's dying and it's like this whole thing and he like waves goodbye to like I just Satan. got goosebumps thinking about the fox and the hound <laughs> <laughs> we'll I know as soon as I forever. said that I was like why do they do that to children oh. <laughs> oh, really? but that First would be the movie I ever cried during was the fox and the hound understand uh. I like remember that vividly of like this cartoon has made me sad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Is that why you don't like cartoons anymore? Oh my god, anymore? it is why you hate cartoons. Did we discover this? <laughs> Wait, I was watching something yesterday and this person described something as that show you watch where it's drawings and they go, cartoons? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I call them now. Your that show, show you watch the drawings. drawings. Oh, okay. You watch those drawings? So right. that was Mouse Next to the Inferno. Loved Love it. it. Yeah. Uh, I just went in so many directions with that, but I liked it. I really it. enjoyed it. We went on a journey with yeah, you. Yeah, right? That was yeah. a lot. Yeah. What's, what you got, Brian? Well, obviously. Yeah, of course. I have the caterpillar running away from the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is... It was is hard a... to come up with things that were similar to out of. Right. <laughs> no, this is great. Um, really, I think this is about a caterpillar who is terrified of changing into a butterfly. <laughs> And the concept is he's trying to run away from his fate. He oh. wants to delay it as much as Ooh. possible. Um, but obviously it's inevitable. Oh, um, so like the abyss is like just his like his metamorph. Like, yes, absolutely. That's actually Whoa. quite good. Um, so yeah. it's actually a heavy dance piece. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm seeing like interpretive, like modern dance, yes. like like the Celine Dion show, but like 12 <laughs> times bigger. Yeah. And I think that the background is actually a, uh, is is a digital screen that the 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 um the 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 what's not perception the uh yeah the proscenium perce- no no like no the depth perception the depth perception of it changes based on like how far or away he is from the concept and mentally of oh, changing wow. and then he ends up changing and like accepting himself for what it is but like so oh my god the butterfly reveal is gonna be so intense absolutely can it star Celine Dion yeah absolutely because okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. now that I've yeah. said her name in the presence <laughs> this, story, is, this is actually just a segment from her new Las Vegas show <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's just like a, t- a transition between numbers absolutely oh, yes. that's all right yeah. 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 how are you tonight Celine with like butterfly wings at the end which absolutely yeah. 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 yeah mm-hmm. and she can that. sing the Titanic theme again and we're all okay with it yeah this is all over the Titanic. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right yeah. so that's yeah. the caterpillar running away from the abyss. Perfect. Or if you watch in reverse, it's the abyss running, running towards away. the caterpillar. Oh. I don't want an abyss running to anything. <laughs> right. That's the matinee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For those day drinkers out right, there. Right. Right. <laughs> oh goodness. What all right, Zena, we gotcha. All right. Let's let's. That was very in depth. though. I mean, wow. Okay. Let's see what we. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Rabbit just shy of paradise. Oh, okay. Just shy um, of, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he coy about it? <laughs> <laughs> it's about this rabbit who um, is never as fast as the other rabbits. Mm. And um, he never really quite gets there and is always the one left behind. Um, but mm-hmm. one of the other rabbits... Um, um, just, you know, comes back and, and says, look, you're never going to make it, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just going to leave you behind. And oh. it's a very sad story. Oh, no. and, and that's how, that's it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. So it's a rabbit who's not very fast, and then a rabbit, another rabbit's like, bro, you're never going you're to never be fast. You're never going to make it. <laughs> you know, no. give it up. Hey, sometimes people don't change. <laughs> 
the 23 minute <laughs> devastating story of the rat or the rabbit that won't make it. I love, I love it. it. Oh, that's you know. so cool. All right, Kimberly. Well, that leaves me with Bumblebee into Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, this is an immersive experience where uh-huh. everyone has to wear 3D glasses sure. to make, and then the screens and the environment around you make it seem like you have bug eyes, like uh-huh. where you see oh, a bunch okay. of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's like a singular experience where like you go into the show by yourself. Oh, and, like, wow. every 20 minutes it rotates audience oh, members. Oh, okay. And you, so, like, go room to room. Yeah. I love experience. this. experience. That's terrifying, but I love it. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. a, just a bee who's, like, super into Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's, like, just Nirvana songs. Yeah, yeah. just Nirvana songs. <laughs> every room is a new song. Great. Perfect. Um... Yeah, and then it's just about this bumblebee accepting that he will only live for two days. Oh my gosh, this is, wow. this is the saddest. Jimmy has taken a dark turn. is fun. Don't worry. <laughs> well, because he accepts it, so he like lives life to the fullest. So every room is like a dance party club Ooh, scenario. Totally. Yeah. 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 I feel like we just wrote a lot of Aesop's fables. <laughs> I think so. Just like animals learning lessons. But like death lessons. Yeah. So well, this game was. Called Battle to Hell or something else, and we definitely went with something else. <laughs> yes, we <did>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job, Kimberly. That was fun. Thank you. Mm. Oh. Was a post nap inspiration. <laughs> I love that you wake up. I have a game idea. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, or something. Or something. <laughs> it didn't Better have a title after my nap. I love it so good. <laughs> with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we have some more questions for you. Fab. Awesome. Um, So you have danced with and choreographed in a lot of different mediums, Mm. um, on stage, in commercials, Mm -hmm. um, as well as, you know, you choreographed and worked with background dancers, essentially, or as a part of a kind of pop experience. Can you talk about how you approach each of those as a dancer or as a choreographer? Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love working in all these different mediums. And mm-hmm. I know some people like, you know, find their lane and they stick at it. That's not me. I like to do lots of different things. And I, I, I think it's great with commercial projects when you work on, a, like, for example, a TV commercial. Sure. Um, it's a, a much quicker process. Like you're you're there maximum. The whole project maybe is about a week and a half, mm-hmm. if that. Um, and then the day that you you have like maybe one day with rehearsals with the with the dancers, and then you next day or the, maybe a couple of days, and then the next day is your shoot day. And is it like you walk in there like these are your dancers? Or is oh it no, like I've you... probably most of the time I will audition them. So okay. the call goes out. There's an audition for 
a TV commercial, this is the pay, this is when it is, and then people will come in and I'll I'll have an idea of what kind of style I'm going to choreograph mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. do that at the audition and see... What they can do. Get, yeah, take the best ones and the ones that are, sure. you know... So that's almost... It's almost like not reverse engineering, but that from what you talked about, better to hell, but in terms of, you know, uh, casting based on the level of choreography that you've done for whatever you're, quote, selling or mm. whatever the the theme of the commercial is. Exactly, yeah. It is actually, it's, it, it is still collaborative, but it's it's not as much as when you do theatre. And mm-hmm. theatre, a theatre show and any company is like this little organism that's mm-hmm. ecosystem that's like keeps evolving and moving totally. and growing and living. And that sort of starts from when you sit down with the director, the musical supervisor and, uh, you know, and the choreographer. And that's when that life starts, really. Yeah. Um, and you start to get shape of a show and, and then it keeps, you, you know, you know what, it's like you go into rehearsals and then three weeks later the first number that you did was cut and yep. then you've made a new one in a day yeah. and then like, you know, that also <laughs> yeah. gets cut in half and put somewhere else. And mm-hmm. that, So it's all constantly evolving and even with Battle of Hell, four years later, it's still changing and there's still things that we will do the next time it goes up and change again. So when you do uh, something for TV or um, specifically for TV, you do kind of have, like, I've had, a, I'll, I'll know what I'm going to, what generally what music I'm going to uh, choreograph to. Yeah. Then I'll f- work out what sort of style I'm going to do, what mm-hmm. shots the director wants. This is all done like prior to the audition, and then a lot again with TV commercials, it's a lot based on how the look and mm-hmm. are they yeah. the right size, are they the right whatever, and whatever yeah. they want for that brand at that right. point. Right. So that's sometimes quite frustrating. So are you I'm working like, with like a like a casting director from that's helping with like with branding as opposed exactly, to exactly okay. yeah. But I would um, so yeah, you kind of go through like an agent or you put a call out to all the different agents in the UK or whatever, and and they'll put the call out to their dancers and then they you know they all turn up on the day of the audition. But prior sure. to that. I've been working with the cast and director to say, okay, we want X, Y, we want five girls and five boys, and we want them all below five five, for right. example. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, then within that group, we're gonna then I see with what I want to do mm-hmm. creatively, who fits the bill the most. Um, That's and then, so cool. It's kind of like like really rolling great. like the dice. I mean, like, can I get this thing and just like finding what you can build? Right. Yeah. Right. And and I, what I love about it is on the day of the shoot, you can there's always. You can retake and you can retake and you can retake. And the beauty of live theatre is that anything can happen. But yeah. with that medium of cam- working with cameras and on set, you know, if the d- director's like, I love the fact that from the viewpoint of the camera, you know, and how different that is from the viewpoint of an audience auditorium. Mm-hmm. And what you see is so specific and deliberate on a, on a camera, <coughs> or on, a, on a shoot day, than what you do in a theatre. It's like you, your eyes are open to everything that's on stage. Yeah. Um, it's just I think I find it fascinating that I can be like okay can that person just move like three centimeters to the left and then the shots completely changed because like mm. the image is different or the the angles different from the camera mm-hmm. it's it's really fascinating to watch actually and then how they edit it is another thing you know sure. and I'm actually generally not part of that process of mm-hmm. the edit and that's with the director and um, the branding and everything but when you see the finished product I still don't even know what it's final what it's actually going to look like sure. you know until I see the product the, the finished commercial either on the telly or again I was just saying yeah. 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 like, oh, choreographed a year ago yeah that's so cool that's awesome yeah now since you are somebody who watches auditions and is like a part of the casting process for mm-hmm. dancers what is like a, the biggest piece of advice you can give to like a young dancer right. to like stand out at an audition for dance um I think it's about for me I connect with people that are being authentic 
you know. And I think it's really hard because I think some some people, it's when they're in their school, you know, when they're getting taught, they I think they come out there thinking that they've got to be um, like the keenest person in the room and the the brightest smile and the eye contact mm. to everyone and mm-hmm. and and be right up there at the front of the panel desk, you know. And and there's something about that that's almost it's it's not real, you know. I mean, yes, they might be feeling that they really want this job, but there's I think there's a certain level with that comes with experience and confidence to sort of um, just sit in your lane and be like, I know I can do this, and and just to really deliver, like be be authentic and deliver, and and not get caught up in the oh what they think in this and what they're thinking about that, and I should be like this, and my teacher told me to be like that, and I should be wearing this, I'm not wearing the right thing, and she's wearing this. I mean, I'm talking of my own experience. Yeah, yeah. In yeah dialogue is we've all been there. <laughs> it's almost like borderline, like you know, insane actually. The, the the sort of thought process that goes on. Yeah. So. And I think they, I think a lot of people need to know that the people on the panel have at some point probably been in the same position, mm-hmm. you know, at some point. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm very as a as a person and as like when I work, I'm very firm, but I'm very fair. So I think it's, I think and I think a lot of people are fair. So it's just knowing that they've also at some point been through the same experiences. And we want you to do well. Like we we we're not sitting there going, we don't want you to do well. We're actually we want to see the best of you. Yeah. And I, I guess it's sort of the same thing that a lot of people say, but it's just I would really try to just be as real to your own self because that job might be perfect for you and it might not. And you, as long as you're being real with yourself, then you're, it doesn't matter. Like, because the right job, you know, the right job will be right for you because you've stayed mm-hmm. true to what it is that's that's what's within you. Does that mean? Does that yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know if it's um. We were like, no. Any. Yeah. <laughs> you lost me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you were with me or not there. Yeah, no, you lost me at be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say be yourself. <laughs> oh, nor were you uh, interested in Nirvana. So. No, but absolutely, that makes yeah, a ton of sense. I, yeah, and I, I'd, I'd like to try and be able to break that down, but I think be prepared as well. Like mm-hmm. always prepare, over prepare because. I, I never think that... I don't think luck really exists. I think people are... Mm-hmm. The, I think you make your own luck and it's like being being prepared and open to um, things that can come your way, you know? And I think if you go into an audition feeling prepared, you, you're off automatically more confident um, and, and being confident in yourself that if there is something that is thrown at you that you've not prepared for, that you're like, okay, well, I know myself. I'm good enough for this. Yeah. And whether they can see that right now or not, that doesn't matter because you know sure. yourself. That's awesome. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's hard, though. It's yeah. very hard. You know, especially if you come straight out of your training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of pressure there. Um, changing gears a little bit, mm. do you remember seeing your first Broadway show? My first Broadway show was... Um, oh goodness! Here in New York. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, well, actually, it was because I I I came to New York ten years ago mm-hmm. for about four days. I didn't see any musicals. Okay. Um, at that point, I was in my career. I was doing all TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I was like, yeah, it's there. It's a thing, <coughs> but I didn't really connect with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then last year, I. Last year was probably the first time I went to see anything on Broadway. Oh, cool. And I saw everything. Like, where has this been all my life? Yeah, you know, yeah. And I, I, I just like re-fell in love with theatre all over sure. again. And obviously I've, I've been working in theatre now for a long time, but mm-hmm. like seeing it here in New York in its birthplace was like 
so really I can see why people travel all this way and spend all their money and mm-hmm. go see these these shows. And I literally, and I managed to like, I got sweet deals here and sweet deals there sure. through like stage managers yeah, and like yeah. front of house people that I knew and uh-huh. then like performers. So I just had such a great time. I saw about, I don't know, about 15, about 15 shows off, off Broadway and Broadway That's last awesome. year. And I, and I really went to town on it. That's awesome. <laughs> so you made up for it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. I'm trying to think what the yeah. first one was. I think it was Come From Away. Oh, oh so good. Yeah. Also talk about like, working with what you've got dance-wise. Because did you see their uh, Gypsy of the Year performance like two years ago? Or was it Easter yes. Bonnet? Oh, Where yeah. she was like, this is what I would have done had I actually had dancers. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the cast moved away yeah. and like all of these dancers came on and like did the choreography. That's so that, that is so something that I would say. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, do you, is there a show that you would love, a pre-existing show, mm-hmm. that you would love to get your hands on to choreograph, and why? Um, well, it makes it a bit cliche, but, uh, well, there's three. Sure. There's three, if you'll entertain me mm-hmm. to give yeah. you three. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one would be Hadestown. Sure. Yes. I saw it in London, and I just fell in, I saw it three times. Mm-hmm. I, like, it's had amazing. that track, it was yep. sound, on, on repeat. Yeah. Um, and, I really think that everything I think is very visually interesting, simple and interesting. Um, love the music, love the the score, um, and I, I like the the movement that was done with it. It's very felt very grounded mm-hmm. and very um, earthy, and I that's very much like in. I love that more pedestrian type grounded totally. I'm always yeah. telling people to bend your knees like I'm yeah, always yeah, like plie yeah. like mm-hmm. we've been doing this whole that. podcast in plie yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I whipped them into shape before we started yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no I, and I, I just really because I come from a bit of a breakdancing background so sure. that cool. that sort of groundedness so does Kevin no, <laughs> Wait, does it make you a b-girl it does yes. once a b-girl always a b-girl even in my stilettos <laughs> and I have gotten down in, in stilettos and a dress it's quite funny yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so I think I've really enjoyed that, and I I, I like the, the the music. I think lended itself quite well to that that feeling of um, mm-hmm. that earthy feeling, and I'd so love to one. do something that is number one. Um, and then I I love come from away. The movement was so pedestrian and so simple, yet really effective. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, again, I've done something similar in the past when I was first starting out, and I had my own production company. I did a a show that toured the UK, and it was a lot of it was quite pedestrian as well like minimal movement and like all about staging and and being clever with the movement rather than just doing five six seven eight um i would love to sort of work in that way with that score because that's just beautiful music Mm -hmm. um and then my third one's hamilton because yeah i it's hip-hop and you know it's that perfect blend of theater and hip-hop and modern and a bit of jazz and you know and 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 i come from that background of Mm -hmm. blending all of those things together Mm -hmm. and i think it's it's really helping to set a new bar for um what what we can expect to see in the theater and that's definitely along my my uh past experiences of dance and that fits very well in line with that. So sure. it'd be great to just that's great. Rip I that mean, part and start again and do my own yeah. flavor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you, the it's, revival. It's so <laughs> interesting that you come from these different places, like the breakdancing, the hip hop, mm. all of that. But we're going to take you to another place. We are. <laughs> Tuesdays in the Corner with Kevin. It's Kevin's Corner. My new favorite thing <laughs> is once Kimberly figures out what I'm doing, she transition rolls her eyes. Wise, I can see it out of the corner of my eye. That's my new favorite thing. 
then I contact with Kevin too because Kevin went. Yep, yep I know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zena, welcome to Kevin's Corner, Hi. where I have three highly researched Wikipedia questions for you. Oh dear, um, okay. And so today's today's uh, Kevin's Corner is kind of like Sesame Street. It's brought to you by the letter X. So, Zena, your name begins with the letter X. Yeah. Just like the XYZ affair, a political and diplomatic episode in 1797 and 1798, early in the presidency of John Adams, involving a confrontation between the United States and the Republican France, France, (laughs) 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 that led to the quasi-war. The name uh, derives from the substitution of the letters X, Y, and Z for the names of French diplomats Jean Conrad Hottinger for X, Pierre Bellamy for Y, and Lucien Havatel for Z in documents released by the Adams administration. Wow. Why would you do this to yourself? I don't know. Why do you choose these big words? (laughs) The Administration for Technical Investigations is a division of the Luxembourgish Ministry of Transport that investigates air, rail, river, and maritime accidents. So my question is, (laughs) if if you accidentally had chosen a career in something other than the performing arts, what career path do you think you would have taken and why? Oh, is this in any way related to the Wikipedia stuff? No. No. Okay. It's <laughs> like, well, that was a lot of info. Yeah. I didn't get it all yeah. in my You've now brain. learned that you only listened to the last <laughs> sentence. <Pretty much>. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I um, I always wanted to go into business. I always wanted to be like a businesswoman when I was a kid. Like, I just thought that would be really, like, amazing. And I don't really know what sort of business that would be, but I just... Loved that idea when I was... Like a power suit. Like, oh, I, I would... <laughs> Her eyes just lit up when I said power I suit. I have six with me. Yeah! <laughs> My thing is a two-piece. Like, that yes. is what I wear when I want to, like, yes. do business. Sure. Whatever yep. it is, in any meeting, two-piece goes on. Yeah. I've actually got... I've got my favourite one is a pink tartan one. A oh. pink tartan Ooh. trouser suit with like shoulder pads oh, and everything. Yes. It's like a lot of info. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And when I wear it, like, I do wear it out. No, I said like, I do know what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> and when I wear it in New York, people are always like, oh, hi, where are you from? Yeah, oh. And I'm like, why do you ask? I'm like, oh, because nobody in New York wears this much color. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, it's like, oh. very true. It's so true. Um, so yeah, a businesswoman of some sort of high-flying business power lady. Yeah. Sure, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> something that requires a suit, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Question two: <clears throat> Your name begins with the letter X, just like an XML schema, a description of a type of XML document, typically expressed in terms of constraints on the structured content of documents of that type, above and beyond the basic syntactical constraints imposed by XML itself. These constraints are generally expressed using some combination of grammatically grammatical rules governing the order of elements. <laughs> well, that's the word. I know you're Grammatical. Boolean predicates that the content must satisfy, data types governing the content of elements and attributes, and more specialized rules such as uniqueness and referential integrity constraints. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. 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 right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Constraint <laughs> satisfaction problems, or CSPs, are mathematical questions defined as a set of objects whose state must satisfy a number of constraints or limitations. CSPs represent the entities in a problem as a homogeneous collection of finite constraints over variables, which is solved by constraint satisfaction methods. 
this is where the businesswoman would right. come in. Right. She's like, actually, let me tell right. you. So my when question for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so my question for you is. What? Can you. <laughs> Can you methodically dreamcast an imaginary musical version of the TV sitcom Will and Grace? Who would you cast to play Will? Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. I'm thinking of my West End performers as well. Sure. Totally. We want a British... Uh, a British Will? A, well, British... A Williams? British, a, yeah. yeah, a British everyone. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We do love a good Brit. Yeah, we saw that's Mark true. Evans last night. Oh, uh, I love oh, Mark Evans right. so much. Oh, that's right. You saw Waitress last night, right? Oh, uh, it was so good. Was it, it was so good, actually. Alison yeah. Luff is my new favorite person. I'm, like, obsessed with her. She's well, she was so... great in Escape to Margarita. She was incredible. <laughs> this show is just so good for her. She was just so incredible in Waitress, and Mark Evans what is... What a great inc- cast. Mark Evans is great. Mm. Noah Galvin is great. Like, oh, everyone right. is hitting their mark. It was just such a fun night. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, back to me. I'm yes. still yeah. struggling to find the right person for this. You also have to cast Grace, so if you have a Grace on the tip of your mm-hmm. tongue. Mm-hmm. I think the Grace would have to be currently who I'm working with, Lena Hall. I feel like... Oh, so oh my yeah. God, and the red hair. Like, We're so good. good. I think that is yes. like a no-brainer She's there. So done. <laughs> she is so great. I, I, Honestly, it doesn't matter who you cast now. This, think, that was and, and actually, she could also play Will. <laughs> yeah. Like she could just play both of them. Holy right? crap! It's like a it's like a Jekyll and Hyde, but it's Will and Grace as one performer. I'm in. I there like we okay. go. Done. So then, who would you cast to play Jack? Oh, a feminine, um, lovely, witty Jack. Um. Okay. 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 Um, the, the last you may not know any gay dancers, so this may be hard for you to think of. <laughs> right? Like, there's just none of them around. None, none, none exist. None at all. Um, oh, his name escapes me, but the guy who just played, and uh, everyone's talking about Jamie, um, he's the yeah. new guy that just cast me. His name's really just escaped me, but we could Google it. Yeah. Um, he is phenomenal. Um, Did you see the show? Yeah, I've seen it, like, with lots of different Jamies in it. And it's oh, really yeah? Good. But the, la- the guy that's just been put in... Oh, um, he's fab. He would be great. He would be really... Have you seen the show? I don't know. No. I, I, it doesn't make sense for it to come here, to be honest. Sure. Really? Yeah, because of its... Con- like, what is it's it about. Is it very British, like, focused? Yes. Uh, cast. Well, it's very similar Leighton to... Leighton Williams. Mm. Yeah. Leighton yes, Williams. Yes, it's that's very the similar one. to a lot of the stuff that... Well, it's much the prom and Evan Hansen, right? Like, Ish. yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I mean, I was going to say it has a very like British content, but so does Kinky Boots, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And six, six well. is coming. Yeah, six is coming. We six do love. But they have American accents. But then also that has no weird. British. It's content. weird. Really weird. The whole yeah. cute. Did they stuff. do British ac- or American accents in England? Yes. No, 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 no. American accents in Chicago. Oh. Mm. But they're that... British, like uh, humans. Yeah, like those characters exactly. are British. Yeah. We'll see and what like, they do. And like part of the rhymes only are British. Yeah, you're so right, actually. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. last would be Karen. Who would you cast as Karen? The oh, goodness. Boost willing. Um, uh, high pitched voiced. Patty Lapone. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I will see that show that. That's right now. Okay. I would also love to see Rita Moreno as. Um, Rosario? Rosario. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so good. Okay, question three. This one makes a lot of sense. Your name begins with the letter X. Just like an XOR swap in computer programming, which is an algorithm that uses the XOR bitwise operation to swap values of distinct variables having the same data type without using a temporary variable. Brian, you work for a startup? 
Does that make I, sense? I was hoping I was hoping you're going with X Men. <laughs> <laughs> Variable valve timing or VVT is an internal combustion. Well, in internal combustion engines, is the process of altering the timing of a valve lift event. It's often used to improve performance, fuel economy, or emissions, and is increasingly being used in combination with variable valve lift systems. Right. Mm-hmm. System theory yeah. is the interdisciplinary study of the cohesive conglomeration of interrelated and interdependent parts that is either natural or man-made. Great. Good. Man-Made Monster is a 1941 American black-and-white science fiction horror film from Universal Pictures where a tragic accident occurs when a bus hits a power line. The incident has claimed the lives of all on board except for one Dan McCormick, who survives because he is, surprisingly, immune to the deadly electricity. McCormick does a sideshow exhibit as Dynamo Dan, the electric man, and is taken in by Dr. John Lawrence, who wants to study him. However... Dr. Lawrence's colleague, mad scientist Dr. Paul Riggis, once st- uh, desires to create an army of electrobiologically driven zombies. He gives McCormick progressively higher doses of electricity until his mind is ruined and left dependent on the addicting electrical charges. This temporarily gives McCormick the touch of death, making him capable of killing anyone he touches by electric- electrocution. After accidentally killing Lawrence, Riggis ensures McCormick's conviction to see what will happen if he is sent to the electric chair. McCormick survives, and with a supercharge in, uh, in his glowing body, he kills several people, including Riggis, before running out of electricity and dying. So my question is, what is the funniest or most ridiculous present you have ever received? Present? <laughs> yes. Um, mm. Yeah, natural... Natural, Natural transition. transition. Yeah. Segway. Right, okay. I just found that movie fascinating. It is. The Electric Man. That was engaging, more yeah. so than the other the other kind. <laughs> Explain spreadsheets again. Yeah, I, know, right? <laughs> I get well, I I've actually enjoyed all my presents I've had. I've not really had something that's been really I did get a, uh, you know one of those little uh what they called? Slinky? A slinky. Uh-huh. I got that and I thought that was a bit of a lame present. But that's been about like, it. Like recently, you got a slinky for a present? Um, no, this was like a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. But like not as, as a an child. Adult. No, 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 not as a like child. An as, adult as an adult. Getting a slinky. Yeah, I was like, was what it like, was to like, do with like this? A, a meaning behind it? Absolutely like, not. Keep on stretching. It was just like, like here, happy birthday. Here's oh, a slinky. I was mm. like, right. Well, what am I gonna do with that? Like, I just went to like five below. Like, she'll like a slinky. Yeah, that's what I Yeah. Have you guys gotten funny presents? Yeah. A ridiculous presence? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but like... No? No. I, see, I give I, silly well, presents. Jay and I... Go, you have a enemy, goof. Any of, enemy of the show, Jay Schmidt and I have a goof where there's a picture of... Oh, I got a gift for my mom. That yeah, is no, a, this starts no, this is my present. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> a great story. Um, great. So I got a present that is a picture of Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow okay. in the first... Um, movie, yeah, and it's framed. Uh-huh. I really liked the movie, but for some reason, for my birthday, my mom got me that plus like a DVD of like the trailer that they played like in movie theaters. Do you well, think I- this was like a free <laughs> gift? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I love where she got a DVD of the trailer. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know, but I still so simpler times. So she was my favorite. So. In um, CD, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just weird. So when we moved into our house in Ithaca, I like had it and I like p- 
put it up on the wall. Yeah. And Jay's like, what the hell is this? And then he and I ended up joking around like putting it in his room. Yeah. And then like he found it like two days later, like not paying attention. Right. And now for what is this like six or seven years now? It's like 10. Well, we met each other 10 years ago. I don't think it was that far back that we started this. You've like, you known each other much longer than that. Yeah, that's what true. year did you start school? 2004. 2004. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like 15 oh, years. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, now we go back and forth and like we hide this picture of Jack Sparrow in each other's in, places. In each other's places. Like one year I gave it to him for Christmas, like in a box <laughs> that didn't fit it. Um, one year he put it behind my DVD shelf. I didn't find it for like weeks. That was a long one. I know. And then um, I put it, That's Kimberly so and I managed to get it on their Yeah, it was um, on our sweetheart table. Sweetheart our table at their wedding. <laughs> so they got into the wedding, they sat on the sweetheart table, and there's the Captain Jack picture. And there's also a professional photograph of it. <laughs> yes. Because we, we put it out before the, like, the photographer took pictures of the whole venue. Oh yeah. And so there's like a picture like this beautiful sweetheart table with like this antique silver champagne bucket and just like Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Well, I gave it to him for Christmas. No, um, I brought it to Christmas last year, uh-huh. and while he was packing, I put it in his suitcase. Oh, you suitcase. caused a marital fight. I caused a marital <laughs> fight through it, um, and now he has it. I, I don't, I'm still waiting for it. That's yeah, amazing. it's on our bookshelf. I think he forgot he had yeah, it. I'll yeah. put it on his desk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. See, my thing was my brother, um, for almost 10 years for Christmas, bought me Surprise for a Boy, which was a brown paper bag sold for a dollar at the dollar store. Uh-huh. And he would just wrap it in this like ridiculously intricate box with like bows and ribbons. And I would just look at him and I'd be like, if this is a surprise for a boy, I'm going to be so pissed. And he'd be like, it's not. This year it's not. I swear it's not. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd like open this box and there'd be another intricately wrapped box inside. And like I'd open three boxes. And finally it was just a surprise for a boy, which was always like, Candy that was like off brand that you didn't want to eat. Yeah. You're like, I don't know how long this has been like, in here. Instead of O. Henry's, like, O. Hanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And one of those like plastic games where it's like you try to get the ball in the cup, but like yeah. the string is actually not long enough to fit in the cup. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're like, this is a broken toy. Yeah. And he literally did that for 10 years of, our, of my life. Um, I did just get Jay a surprise bag from Flying Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so. And this has been Kevin's Corner. Before we play our last game, mm-hmm. um, I just, the most important question for you, of course. Um, what other food would you like to see as a rock star? Besides meatloaf. Yes. Haggis. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's a great That's amazing. Have you guys had it? Yes. Have no, you? I have not. Did you like it? In Edinburgh. Did you have it in Edinburgh? I'm yeah. from Edinburgh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I loved it. It was fine. I mean, I like, love it. did yeah, you grow up great. on it? Well, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we'd have it, you know, like, a big fried breakfast is quite a thing, like a, a fry up, you know, back mm-hmm. home. And you'd have that. You have a, you, did you try black pudding as well? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, a yeah. square sausage? Uh-huh. Oh, you square <laughs> sausage? Uh, yeah. Deacon Brody's? Uh, yes. Yeah, Deacon yeah. I went Brody's. to Deacon Brody's. I have a Deacon Brody's t shirt. You do? Because I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so it's got so like awesome. square sausage is like. A, it's called a lorn sausage, and it's like flat and square, and it tastes totally different to sure. sausage sausage. Is it it's in a pig, really like good. a sheep's stomach? Um, it you, that's how they used to bake it. Now it's like totally respectable and just in a plastic bag. Oh, and they just, nice. you just yeah, cut it open and, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, well, on that um, note, let's play a game. Woo! Well, 
Haggis was such a good transition, actually. Because we are about to plan a meal together. Ooh. Which is something we haven't done in quite some time. A Broadway-inspired meal? Well, this is different. I've pulled up a list of um, 60 bands that are named after food. Okay. Brilliant. Wait, really? Yeah. This couldn't have I worked know. out any better. We did excited. not plan this. <laughs> we don't talk. No. <laughs> you don't need to. No. Clearly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's unnecessary. So I have um, a part of the meal for everyone to choose. So you cool. can go ahead and choose that now. Okay. Um, and so we'll just go through in order that you would eat the meal. So appetizer will go first. Then we'll do a cocktail, sure. then in the main course, and then dessert. Great. I love it. Right. Um, when it is your turn. Shouldn't the cocktail just happen four times, though? Like, four cocktails. cocktail just answers every time. <laughs> um, I was going to say that the theme of the meal should just be like a summer barbecue. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. But now I was like, should we try and plan a Scott? No, we don't know enough things. <laughs> we already named everything. Yeah. So we're That's there. That's true. Oh, but there's also deep fried pizza and deep fried Mars bar and just deep fried anything, basically. Oh, oh. fried Delightful. Mars bars. Did you say deep fried pizza? I swear to God, they huh. just dip a half, like, it's called a half pizza supper and they just dip a pizza into, like, batter. Well, they don't do the batter, but they just put it right into the oil. When it is your turn, I will scroll through this list as it is quite long. Tell me when to stop. The first one I stop and see will be the main ingredient. Okay. For I love it. your dish. Cool. Great. For our summertime barbecue. So I have appetizers, so I'm going first. Great. Tell me when. Stop. <laughs> All right. Country Joe and the fish. Yeah, Kevin. So I have fish. And or Country, Country Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are going to eat, um, for our appetizer, it's going to be uh, Country Joe's uh, Cajun shrimp. Mm. So we're going to do... Uh, what is Country Joe's? I don't, I don't It's a man it's from the a country band. named Joe. We're just we going Oh, I thought it was a thing. Oh, no. <laughs> you just made a thing. I really yeah, believe you. I made it a thing. Right, right. So it's just, uh, it's Joe's special recipe. It's well, just like. Joe's Crab Shack. So it could be just. Oh, yeah, that's true. that works. Yeah. And it's also from... Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Right, that too. That's what I meant. Oh, <laughs> from that awful movie. <laughs> um, it's a good movie. It was okay. It was kind of bad. It was bad. So, um, so <laughs> Captain Joe, is that his name? Yeah. It's his. Country Joe. Country, Country Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said yeah. <laughs> Country Joe. Country Joe. I was all Joe. in. I was all in. So it's some guy named Joe. It's his uh, Cajun shrimp recipe. Great. And it's on a bed of lentils. Because that's on Sundheimian, which okay. is fun. And um, sure. it's just shrimp and lentils, and they're Cajun. Oh, yum. There you yeah. go. <laughs> what a barbecue. <laughs> I got distracted by, or distracted by the captain. Right. Who has a cocktail? I do. Okay, tell me when. When? Peaches and herb. Oh, that was a good one. For I'm a cocktail? Done. I'm already done. Yeah. No, it's peach schnapps. Okay. Um, schnapps. Yeah, schnapps. <laughs> Peach schnapps uh, mixed with a little bit of, I want it to be a little bit lighter. Okay. So we're going to do that with um, Prosecco. Ooh. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Prosecco. I don't know that anyone thinks of peach schnapps as a hard <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, this is getting heavy. <laughs> so I think you pulled out the schnapps. So it's like a weird <laughs> Bellini. Yeah, I was going to say that's very yeah. Bellini-esque. Yeah. Um, it's like a Bellini with extra alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, it's uh, garnished with a little herb. It's a Bellini. Uh, like, which Bellini. kind? Rosemary? 
Sure. Okay. Just like a big sprig of rosemary. <laughs> into the drink. So much. <laughs> you, you think it's a vase at first? <laughs> the, top of the, the top of the drink is like a filter, so you just like, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. don't get the rosemary. It. And it's called the um, peaches and herb. <laughs> <laughs> or something else. Yeah. Or, or something else. <laughs> Call back. Thanks. <laughs> Do we have a main course? I have a main course. All right, tell me when. Okay. And stop. The Chocolate Watch Band. You're a bit chocolate main course. What? Or a um, main course that tells time. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so it is actually... It's, a slow cooked or something? Yeah. It's cho- it is chocolate. It's a chocolate clock, basically, that does... And it has a chocolate um, cuckoo that comes out. Oh. Like, so every, every hour you eat... Uh, what comes out of the clock? Eat one hour each time, and then every... Yeah, and then every time that the... It gets to the hour. The little co- co- the little cuckoo comes out, and it's like, and then it's like, uh, you know, a, a cheesecake, or it's a, um, a mousse, or it's preferitorals, and basically you just stuff yourself with chocolate. I like the way you think, and that's mm. dinner. Sounds <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Kimberly, do you have dessert? I do. Kevin, do you want to scroll? Sure. Until I'll tell you when. Yeah. When. Orange juice. That's just a band name? That's the name of the band. It's <laughs> orange, orange juice. juice? So your dessert must be made with orange juice? Dessert with orange juice. Um, <laughs> I do love desserts. <laughs> Since we've had chocolate for dinner, right? Yeah. I'm going to go a little lighter. Oh, right. what? With that peach schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> to keep in the citrus family. Yeah, right. for and sure. I'm just going to make orange macarons. Okay. Oh. And so we'll do... An orange, Ooh. what is that called? Curd. Sure. Ooh. For in between the macarons, and they'll be like Duh. really super tiny and like really brightly orange. Okay. Um, and they can also just be a garnish on your dessert peach and herb. <laughs> 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 they'll be like one, right? one teensy tiny sprig of rosemary. Because we're tying it all together. Right. Because we're tying it all together. I love it. Exactly. And, and it'll been... just be a nice refreshing taste after your chocolate dinner. Your chocolate what a weird meal soup. that I would enjoy the hell out of. I yeah. enjoy yeah. that. The yeah. only protein is shrimp. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Ooh. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. of course. Um, you can follow Zena um, on Instagram at Zena underscore Gusthart. Um, on Twitter, you right? can follow her at Zena yeah. Gustart. Yeah, it's just the last name people. Uh, you got it right, though. Oh, it's yeah. perfect. Oh, what do they usually yeah. say? Like Gustart? Uh, everything from Gustart, Gustfart, Gustard. Oh, no. Gustard. Oh. Gustfart's the worst. You know, in, in school, yeah. in yeah. front of the yeah. entire yeah. assembly, you're like, wow. And once, this is completely side note, I'm so sorry, but. Don't, don't apologize. Do um, this is a, we're all about here? tangents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my phone. laughs> You've seen us talk for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Heavily drinking. Um, uh, <laughs> and for the very first day that I went into high school, which I was about 13 at the time, so uh-huh. we go like primary school and then high school in the UK. Sure. And the very first day, I was on the register as Christopher. I don't know why <gasps> I was on the register as Christopher. Christopher Gustard is what I got called in front of the entire oh, no. But Christopher and Zena are not the same. I know. I just don't know what happened, but there's absolutely nobody else with my surname, literally, in the world. So... It was so definitely it was me, you. but I was like, oh, when you said the first name, like it's not even my name, and, yeah. then, and you called me a boy, and you said oh, my surname, like, no. Gustard, and I was like, oh, man. Anyway, so back sad. to the social following. No, that's great. <laughs> follow her there. Um, you can follow us at Broad Wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, please go and see Bad at a Hell at City Center. It's yeah. through September 8th, mm-hmm. um, so go check it out. Um, it's uh, Meatloaf. 
and I love Meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, both things. I love Meatloaf. Yeah, absolutely. And Meatloaf, the singer. And and obviously, um, they, they were sell, not selling, but they were serving Meatloaf at the after party last night. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Um, but you can also, but like f- the actual just Meatloaf, not like the performer who wrote <laughs> music. Serving him on a plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pictured like Samantha in like the Sex in the City movie when she's like covered in sushi, <laughs> like in a sexy way, but like Meatloaf like that. Like meatloaf covered in Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. It's just like pieces of meat covering it. It's great. Very specific. <laughs> so specific. That is quite an image. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, you can follow us at Broadwasted. You That's can us. Uh, find us on iTunes. Uh, rate and review us there. Five, Five stars, stars, please. And thank you. Um, again, you can follow our uh, or join our Patreon. Yes, please. You'll get all the references to Kevin hating that thing you do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> worst um, movie ever. It, that's not true. But I mean, not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but almost. Um, but we always end our episode with a quote. We do. And today's quote is, "Oh, will you hold me so close that my knees grow weak, but my soul is flying high above the ground? I'm trying to speak, but no matter what I do, I just can't seem to make any sound." And then you took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, it must, oh, oh, it must have been while you were kissing me. What's that from? Bad Out of Hell? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which Kevin can see before September 8th. No, I just didn't recognize the words without, like, the music. Oh, yeah. Should I sing it now for you? Yes, please. No. Uh, there it is. It must have been while you were kissing me. See, that's what I needed. <laughs> Now you know. Yeah. I know. Now I know. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Um, again, thank you. I can't stress enough to go see Bad Out of Hell. Um, first time in New York. Um, super, super fun. Um, but let's raise our class. And as we end every episode, Zindu Wapop. Cheers. Thanks so much. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.